We never fail when we try to do our duty. We always fail when we neglect to do it. Lord Robert Baden-Powell. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get to hunt down. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton Hopperfield, who at this, at this point is the uh, Lightfoot Halfling Ranger. Time to go back to Waysloth with me, Dungeon Master Dave, Seth, Chris, George, and Rachel as we explore Leaders and Legacies, a real play 5e audio podcast. Our good friend Sanjay Patel is back with us for another week. Sanjay, thank you for joining us. How about a little introduction? Sanjay Patel, uh, I am Scoutmaster for Troop 1371. Let's see if you can finally get Cherik free of those magic bonds that are making it very difficult for him to do anything. Good luck, Sanjay. The thing about being an optimistic pessimist is you can look forward to feeling bad. Speaking of opportunities, here's Adam to tell you all about his podcast, Snyder's Return. Snyder's Return is a tabletop role-playing game interviews and actual play podcast. We interview content creators, Twitch streamers, and fellow podcasters, and we put out our own actual play using a variety of different systems. So come and join us, come and have a listen. You can find us on Twitter at Return Snyder. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or check out our website at www.snidersreturn.squarespace.com. And now it's time to head back to Wesloth. Let's join the party. Staying with initiative, then it would be my my turn next. Uh, yep. Do we do we do we pull back to take care of him, or do we press on, trying to have to fix our friend here along the way? Is he hurt? He looks like he is. Uh, Thor just Thor just took a big bite of his arm. I call that hurt. It's it's unneighborly at the very least. Corn will Corn will now sit there, lower his head, and start whimpering. <laughs> No, 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 no. I go over, I, I pet court, I pet him on the head. You did, you did the right thing, but right now we need to take care of this guy. All right, so. What, can he just not go back to his house and take care of himself? Aguirre, you saw that village, it's a hot mess. It's like next to nobody there. And he does know what we're about to go head into. I mean, I, I, I think we'd all benefit from that intelligence, whether, whether he feels up to taking a step, you know, going with us or, not, it's really up to him. Go with us, go with us. It beats having an orc as a as somebody to help us out. I, I sort of bring up the fact that Marcus is still back there. Do you know Marcus? That's Fezzix and my friend. And the shaggy dogs, too. Uh, no, he's wrong. He's wrong. 
not my friend. Yeah, uh, but you know, Jarek, you you would know him to be a friend here because he was the one that was a company. Yeah, was brave enough to accompany when no one else would down in the temple. I, I, I was going to take a look at the temple and Marcus was the only guy that would help me go. Where where is Marcus now? He's in the temple. Is he hurt? Yes. Then we gotta go. Can you lead us there? Yes, I can. I, I can make you feel better. I can cast some spells on you. And I think it's also safe to assume at this point that this poor kobold has nothing on him in terms of armor or weaponry. Safe assumption. I believe, you know, Cherik would have his magic focus and, you know, because he was being held, nobody bothered to strip him of any equipment. So he would probably have whatever weapons he would normally have on him. I still have my crossbow and daggers. Oh, all right. I'm fine. Would you like us to heal you? Yes, yes. <laughs> how are you really hurt? Yeah, you're below half, aren't you, Sanjay? I am well below uh, I am below half. The bite alone was 13 points. I mean, you know, well, I, I'm just looking at my spell slots. Um, I can do I can do cure wounds at first level, but then, then I'm, I'm, I'm on fumes at that point. Yeah, I only have one first level, one second level, one third level left. Yeah. yeah he's he's not he's not knocking on death's door. So I think if we just take him along and sit him down against the wall, we have to battle something. Keep your distance. Exactly. Yeah, emotionally, Cherik, how do you feel about these people that just offered to heal you and then kind of seem to be second-guessing it? They'd rather take care of themselves. Well, I'm a little bit leery, but they're offering to help Marcus, so... Okay, so you'll go with them, even though they've kind of had this open discussion about whether... Well, you see, I, I, I don't have those strings attached. I, I will, I'll drop a first level cure wounds on How many points does he get back? He gets, set, but he gets back to seven. Okay. A little something, something. <laughs> it, you know, it's and, and in theory, in theory, with a medical kit, I can stabilize him later on. I can cauterize his wounds. As a wolf, no, I'd have to go back into corn form. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you know, how would you like to proceed? Are you going to make uh, Cherok walk in front of you and lead you down? Or are you going to kind of? Yeah, have him come back and you know protect him. <laughs> so you continue down. Are you guys moving at a slow speed? Are you trying to book it now that you know that Marcus is down there and might need help? I don't think Shark wants to walk in front of the wolf. Not at this point. No. Uh, yeah. Put. <laughs> you know, Corin, you're doing such a great job. Job tracking. Uh, put. I think you should keep Put, put Shark between Fezzik and me. Oh, he's far enough. He's far enough back that that uh, Thandor can help out, but he's also close enough that we can. He can, he can direct us where we need to go. Assuming he was paying attention and running uphill and out of the way. You're doing this. You're doing this to help your village. So you continue down. Are you guys, you know, moving at a slow speed? Are you trying to, you know, book it now that you know that Marcus is down there and might need help? I'm not in any rush. I'm not moving slowly, but at the same time, I'm trying to make sure that I don't leave anybody behind. Because at this point in time, I'm pretty sure I move faster than everyone around us. Well, yeah, you've got a gnome and a, and a halfling right behind you. Yes, yes, you do. Yeah, after a few minutes, you uh, do see that, you know, the, yeah, I guess you still have your flame arrows going? They are still going. Okay, so yeah, you eventually see what looks like, you know, the cave is going to uh, end and open up a, a much larger space. Are you going to try to approach stealthily or, you know, just kind of burst in, you know, like, you know, Keystone Cops? 
Guns a blazing. Yeah, you, you see it kind of open up into a larger chamber ahead of you. It, it sounds like you guys are just going to continue to kind of move forward. Do you recognize this room? Yeah. So, Cherik, you absolutely would. <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah. There's This hallway only goes one place. Okay, so I'm going to stop where I'm at right now and, like, listen to what's going on, trying to figure out if I'm about to get into a fight. All right, yeah, roll perception. Him or everybody? Everyone. 18. Yeah, I assume when the wolf stops and gets silent to listen, you probably all would. Nine. 22. 20 for Fezzik. Come on. All right. Um, so, you know, Fezzik, you had the best roll, right? By far. Yeah, so it's fairly silent in there. One of the things that you think you hear is yeah that same voice a couple nights ago when you were out. I guess you don't know whether it was a cleric or a druid or what was directing those creatures. Hey guys, so I hear that creepy guy. The creepy guy that was in the hills where we were staying with Marcus. You told me about him. All right. I know you were there. You you you, you fought him too. This is the guy that was with the giant who was hunting for the giant. Yep. That yeah. You had you had his giant, and you know you fortunately pushed him back, and he disappeared towards the end of the fight. Where is Phil when we need him? He's back up at the surface because he's too big. To come back. I know that. I know exactly where he is. Cherik, you would know that. Yeah, you know, Marcus is probably still exactly where you left him because when you ran past him at full speed, you know he did not appear to be moving. So do we see Marcus in this room? Fezzik, you probably would see a firelight flickering off of what looks like the silhouette of an orc um, just inside the door in, in the chamber. Because, yeah, they that's where they got attacked first. Yeah, and he's standing, you know, it's, he's, you know, he's frozen, locked in place, standing up. So you would see the, the full, what would look like a statue of Marcus. Sandor, since he's your friend, you should probably go check on him. Might respond to you better. I will. Okay, are you going to approach it stealthily? I, I walk up to the statue as stealthily as I can. Just give me a stealth roll. <laughs> we'll check. I'm at disadvantage on this. Hold on. We'll cover you. A six. A six. Yeah, so as you kind of clang into the space, you hear in common someone say, get ready. But as you kind of move your way into the space, you see that yeah, this appears to be Marcus. He seems to be frozen in place. And probably from the knees down, he appears to be slowly turning to stone. Marcus, it's me, Thandor. Doesn't move. Roll a perception check to see if you can hear whether or not he's breathing. 28. Yeah, with your your 28. Yeah, yeah, you think he's being magically held in place and that he can't move, but you do hear him breathing. Guys, it's Marcus. He's breathing, but he can't move. Can you see anybody else around him? You're using mostly your dark vision. So you see shapes kind of moving far off in the deep. You do see that there is this large stone angel statue that still has a little bit of a glow, but it's definitely not glowing the same amount of brightness it had when Cherik and Marcus first entered the chamber. And, you know, the it appears that those shadows down in and amongst the looks like petrified trees seem to be kind of moving out to kind of surround you and attack you from many different directions. I explain all that to everyone. I think you all should come up here. All right. And with that, let's all roll um, initiative. 19 for Fezzik. All right. Sandor? Four. That was that. That's with advantage. Four is with advantage. Wow. <laughs> 21. Yay. All right. Stanton, you got a 21. Corin? 11. And Cherik? Three. So Stanton, you are up first. 
Um, so, yeah, I assume you're, yeah, like right now you're still kind of in the mouth of the cave before you enter the larger cavern space. So, uh, yeah, I guess, how would you like to proceed from there? And Fezzik, you're on deck. <laughs> um, one of the challenges is if I'm at the mouth of the cave, I don't necessarily see anybody I could possibly aim at. So I think I'm just going to stealthily move to my right, hugging the right wall to see if I can actually get a better sight picture who I could be aiming at. Okay. That's really about all I could. Uh, I think it was my full <clears throat> my movement, like 25? Something like that, 25 or 30 probably. 25, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go 20. I'm not gonna go my, I'm not gonna go my full distance. I'll go 20 feet, try to hug that right wall and yeah. get a better get a better perch. So if you're trying to be stealthy, give me a stealth check. Anyway, as stealthy as you can be with a flame arrow. <laughs> 11. 11. Okay, so yeah, you're able to make your way in very easily <laughs> to where you, you were targeting. You know, Thandor and Marcus, you know, uh, they're the frozen figure, appear to be, you know, a little bit off to your left now. Yeah, if you want, give me a perception roll real quick to see what you spot. Big number. About 23, I'm sure I'm going to spot something. Yeah, with a 23, you can see that there's kind of a shambling shape that seems to be kind of moving out and around to its left. It, it, it's kind of, you know, if you stay where you are, it eventually will come to you. Um, a shambling shape? Yes. Yeah, very similar to what you encountered the uh, a couple nights ago um, when you were riding your panther friend. Zombie ghoul things. Yeah, if, if I'd used the word ghoul before, they, yeah, it definitely looks like a ghoul to you. We've got... We've got company. Yeah, it's about it's about a hundred feet away at this point. Well, I mean, as I, I moved, otherwise I could shoot. So, well, no, you know, you get a movement and a, and a, 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 like a full action. You didn't you did you didn't do a double move, so. Oh well, then all right. Okay, well, well then I'm going to I'm, let's uh, let's go ahead and put this fire arrow in it. All right, here we go. 17, does that hit? Um, 17, yes, is a hit. Now we'll put some damage into it. All right, 12 points of damage. And that is, and that is a fire arrow, so it's... All right, and that... All right, so let me put the additional D6 damage in. Six more points of fire damage. 18 points. So yeah, you see the fire arrow kind of thunk into it, and you know it's it, it illuminates you, and you can see it continuing to move towards you. So yeah, that, that arrow seems to have slowed it down a little bit, um, but it continues to shamble your direction. Um, Fezzik, you're up next. All right, so I too am gonna move forward through the doorway to see what I can see. And while doing so, cast Hail of Thorns. Finally get to use something cool. It basically rains thorns and stuff down on them. Describe how you, you enter the space and where, where you're going to look as you, you know, I guess, you know, because that's a bonus action, right? Uh, right, Hail of Thorns is a bonus action. Um, so I'm going to, which way did, George, which way did your character go? I went to, I, as I come in the door, I went to the right. Okay, so I'm going to go to the left. Yeah, and, get, you know, as you're kind of, you know, coming around the corner into the open space, give me a uh, perception check. 20. So you, you, you would spot another one. Yeah, actually, you probably with a 20 see, you know, a couple of them moving off, of, you know, in the distance, you know, and they're trying to circle around, you know, 
to what would be their right, your left, you know, to kind of come up on you um, from the side. So is this room circular? Is it square? It's, you know, it's a big cavernous space. So, you know, in general, it would probably be a rectangle, but, but this is a very large cavernous space. Um, so they're probably about 100, 120 feet away from you. Um, and they're, they're, they're coming around. But yeah, you guys are kind of at the narrow end of the rectangle. Um, so that it widens out a little bit um, to, you know, for the grove as well as the dragon's lair. Um, and the roof is you know, various heights, but you know, definitely can very easily accommodate a very large dragon. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and shoot at what appears to be the closest one that I can see. Okay. Yep. So, uh, yeah, give us a ranged attack. 24. That is a hit. Um, five points of damage plus Hail of Thorns. I believe they get a saving throw. Dex 14 for saving throw. All right. And he fails. So he takes an additional... Ugh, six points of damage. That was a crappy roll. Mm, decent enough. <laughs> yeah, you, you see... Yeah, was that a flame arrow as well, or just, just an arrow arrow? No, just regular okay, arrow. Yeah. And you you have dark vision as a gnome, so... Correct. So, okay, yep. All right, um, anything else you want to do on your turn? Yeah, you have free actions left. <laughs> Talking or... Yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. Do you see that? <laughs> um... You do a hair flip. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of things I would do. Scrape, you know, duty off your shoe. <laughs> we should probably keep that other guy out of here, guys. You know what I'm talking about? That, that, that other little dude. <laughs> make him sit down. Make him sit down in the hallway. Oh, Cherrick? Yeah, well, Corn's the only one back with him. <laughs> Um, and in fact, you know, if that's the end of your turn, Corrin, you know, it's your, your move or your turn. You don't have to move. Uh, so there are, there's one that is down. There is one that's heading towards. No, there, there, there's two that have taken damage. There are none that are down. And there's at least Fezzik knows, yeah, you know, can see two. I need a moment. I will be right back. Circle ahead. I know what he's doing. Thandor, let's have you take your turn. What does Thandor see happening? So what you can see with your dark vision, the darker shadows look like creatures moving, especially off to your right where one of them is on fire. Yeah, there is a little bit of a soft glow that's helping your dark vision. It's a bluish glow from the angel, but you know, it's definitely not bright. You suspect that there's at least a half dozen figures moving around out in the dark. And how close am I to them? For the majority of them, probably at least 100, 120 feet away. Um, there may be you know, one or two that are a little bit closer than that, or maybe you know, 60 to 90 feet. Let me see if I want to try to dispel magic for Marcus or attack. Vandor is going to try to dispel magic on Marcus. So yeah, no, no, no effect that you can tell of Thandor. That did not work as I thought it would. Marcus, is he hard? Is he just petrified? Um, he looks petrified from the knees down. He looks to just be held in place. So actually the dispel magic, um, I would think actually, you know, it would dispel, you know, cause you weren't trying to dispel anything in particular. He was also being you know, held by a hold, uh, a hold person, you know, which that would now, you know, um, you know, no longer be in effect. And he's like, 
You know, he's like, I'm okay, but I can't move my legs. Because now he can provide useful information to us. He can actually give us an idea of what is what's happened to him. This was done by Talgon. He is the he is the betrayer. What are these things coming at us? I do not know. You know, Talgon left a little bit ago, and I only heard him tell someone to to delay whoever comes down. You know, the tunnel you just came out of. Is there anything I can do to help you? Let's deal with the enemies in front of us. Yeah, this does not, this turn to stone effect does not seem to be progressing rapidly. Can you do anything for yourself? Um, I will try. That did not work like I thought it would. So I will be ready with the only thing I have is, yep. I will just be ready with my, I'll take my javelin out. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be this round, but, you know, soon it'll be telling you that there's enemies everywhere. Um, you know, uh, so you all see the, you know, the creatures, you know, continue to move in the dark. They're getting closer, so they're getting easier to see, especially the one that's on fire. Um, and Stanton, that brings us back to you. Ooh, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, we can always go back out into the hallway and fight them single file. Oh, well, we could, but... Um... Once again, with great feeling, and we're gonna put I'm gonna put another burning arrow into the into the shambling mountain that's coming near me. So okay, yeah. So roll on attack. That's a twenty to hit. A twenty to hit. That is absolutely hit. I assume not a natural twenty. Dirty twenty. Get that add colossal damage. There we go. Okay, so then and then add fire damage. There we go. That's thirteen points of damage. Oh, 17. 17 on the lo- 17 on longbow, and then let me give you the fire damage. So actually, how much damage have you done so far to this thing? I mean, you know, just this round? Because I, I know how much you did last round. Well, that's 17 right now, and then I need plus the fire. Okay, for- yeah, just tell me how it dies. <laughs> you don't have to do the extra. Oh, extra uh, well, so as the second arrow goes in and bursts in burst into flames, basically the, the, the fires, the, the effect, you know, the fire connects between the two arrows and basically just accelerates even faster, burning the shambling mound and, and basically providing a big bright light like a firecracker about to go off um, before it all disappears. Now, that being said, with that light going off, what else do I get to see? As the light, so you do see that there's another ghoul off to its right. Seems to be kind of angling a little bit more towards Marcus and... Thandor, so not you know not coming on the same track that the other one was coming on towards you, and you know that's like I said a little bit off to your you know left. Um, uh, I, I guess it gives me a target to aim for for my next turn, and pretty much that's all I get to do if I read this right. Yes. So yeah, you can hold in the Fezic. I believe that puts you up next. It does. All right. So I am going to continue to pick at that one that I already shot. And that is a 19. Okay, that's a hit. Five points of damage plus my Hail of Thorns. Oh, he needs um, Dex saving throw, 14. Um, he, he succeeds. Okay, so he would take half that damage. So two another two points of damage. So two plus what was the original amount from the um, arrow? Four, I think. 
before. Okay, so yeah, you see it kind of stagger back a little bit, but then continue coming forward. Got it. Guys, do we want to see if we can get Marcus moved? Um, oh, actually, let me see where Marcus is in this. Uh, I never rolled initiative for him. Not that I care to save him. Yeah, because, you know, he does have a move coming up. I think Thandor would be really upset if we just leave him out here to get killed. Okay, well, it's not his turn yet. So uh, I believe that makes it after you. Corin. I believe you were, you know, or Chark, did we skip you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you were, you were at the very bottom of the order. So let's go back and get you. So you were in the tunnel, kind of hanging out. You've got a, you know, a couple of shambling things heading towards you. You saw Thandor you know, talking with Marcus, who seems to be immobilized and slowly petrifying. But it, it, you, you don't see the glowy guy anymore um, down in there. In fact, it looks a lot darker than before. Which direction do I or about how far is it? So you you know you're still in the mouth of the cave, so I would assume you know everything is going to be. I guess let's just give a direction south of you. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, about uh, can I see about how far this uh, the ghoul or? Yeah, I mean you have a sixty feet of dark vision, and there is a low, low glow to the room from the from the you know the statue of Petros, which you know this is a temple of Petros. So you personally know that a lot of that glow is gone and was probably extracted through you. Yeah, you you kind of see shambling shapes. Um, you can hold and ready in action. You can cast spells, whatever you'd like to do. <laughs> yeah, you have about. Uh, I, I was actually gonna uh, get. Uh, I have. The crossbow, that's why I'm bringing Okay, yeah, you, yeah, you, you probably in the glow could probably pick one out. Just, yeah, roll an attack. Uh, okay, so that was a 21. Okay, yeah, that would, that would hit, yeah, your crossbow bolt. Roll me some damage. Seven. Seven damage? Yeah, so you see the arrow thunk into it, and, or I guess the bolt, crossbow bolt, and it, you know, staggers back before continuing forward a little bit. All right, so then that puts us back in the order. Now let's give two turns. Corrin, you know, has, you know, the turn from last turn and this turn. All right. The creature that's in front of Fezzik, uh, Corrin is going to uh, charge, pounce, and bite. Okay. I mean, I don't want to run that far away. I think it's still fairly far out. I mean, first go round, it was, which is, this will be your first go round, so to speak. It was like 120 feet out. Yeah, on its turn, it moved in, so it'd only be about 90 feet now. So I guess, yeah, you could close a, a good chunk of the distance, you know, if you wanted to, um, Corin. All right, so I'm going to, I guess, take my turn to move up in front of Fezzik. Uh, and then I will take my second turn when it has moved up forward again. Um, and that's when I will attack it on my second turn. So my first one is just getting prepared to attack. Second one will actually be to attack. Yeah, so you'll close a little bit of the distance between you and it and then let it do the rest before you, you know, have to bring it into attack range. Um, so, yep, go ahead and make your attack. Uh, so that would be a 23. Oh, that is a hit. I think it is 2d6 plus 2d4 plus 2. Uh, and then it needs to roll a DC 11 strength save. Okay, it makes it. Uh, for 7 damage. All right, so yeah, you you uh, damage it. Yeah, I assume yeah, the strength check was to, for the, you know, not being knocked over. <laughs> um, yep, yep, to see if I knocked it over. It, yeah, it does not topple over. You'll see kind of sneaking out from behind one of the other shambling creatures. It's a priest, he's a cleric. 
So he's going to, uh, Fezzik, you'd be out further. Please make a uh, constitution saving throw as you see the, the, the man with the leather vest pop out from behind one of his ghouls. Natural 20 for a 24. He tried to take possession of you and you thankfully were able to shake it off very quickly. Yeah, but you know exactly what he tried to do. <laughs> Um, that he was going to turn you and, you know, have you attack the rest of the party. And you see him kind of duck back behind, you know, the ghoul is hiding upon, you know, behind that's coming kind of up the center of the room. Do I get an opportunity attack? He's not close enough for that, but <laughs> you know exactly the source of it. So you, you, you can direct your anger and ire towards, towards it on your next turn. Um, Thandor, I believe that puts you up next. Um, how many things do I see right now? Um, you see, let's see, without including your friends, probably seven shapes moving. No, 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 no. How far is the clerk? He's probably, you know, 60 to 70 feet away. I can't cast that anyways. Oh, 60 or 70. Well, I'll move 10 feet closer and cast Sacred Flame. On him? On okay. him. Yeah, roll. Yeah, roll. And that's an attack roll, right? Yep. So he has to succeed on a deck save. Yeah, I don't even have to look for the bonus. He, su- he succeeded. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, and I will step back by Marcus. And actually, I'm going to get my... I'm going to actually put my javelin away and pull out the Warhammer. Ooh, <laughs> very nice. Um... And I'll just protect Marcus. Ooh, we'll start going to move up. Corrin, you're the, the only one that's really close enough for any of the ghouls to attack, right? Probably. Yeah, so the ghoul that uh, you know you tried to knock over, he is going to um, try to claw you. Uh, 21, I assume, hits. Yes, it does. Yeah, he hits you with 13 points of slashing damage. All right, I am knocked out of wolf form. So, yeah, you go, you know, streaking back into... Uh, uh, little tiny gnome form. Little tiny gnome form. Yeah, he's trying to. Let's see if he's. Yeah, it's not very wise, but let's do a wisdom check. Yeah, he he sees you. Yeah, do that. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's the end of his turn. So uh, yeah, the rest of them continue to move closer to the rest of you, um, and you see one kind of Corin, you know, move past you on the left, and another one on the right. So, yeah, but the one in front of you is standing his ground. Let's see uh, Marcus's turn. Marcus casts Greater Restoration on himself and uh, removes the petrified um, parts. And, you know, he's like, yeah, you guys, you know, keep them off me. It'll take me a moment to recover. Your turn again, Stanton. All right. Oh, wait, no, should... I- I'm sorry. Cherik <laughs> did it to you again. You're at the bottom of the order, but you are in the order. Cherik, uh, what would you like to do? Uh, at this point, about how far am I from the... How many of them do I see? Um, yeah, you would probably, yeah, you'd see it as many, you know, there, there, there's at least seven that you see, um, based on the ones that have moved within range to be able to be seen. Um, you know, and I guess actually, no, there's six because one of them's down. Is anybody in the party between me and the wolf? The, the wolf, the, the wolf is now gone. Hey, wolf or ghoul? Or ghoul. Oh, yeah. There, so there's one coming up the middle that you could run straight at. You know, he's he's only about three feet away. You know, and closing on Thandor. Uh, and this one, I'm going to go with the uh, crossbow again. Okay. So yeah, roll an attack. 
Okay, that's a hit. Give me some damage. Nine. Okay, nine damage. All right, it takes it off. And now it's your turn, Stanton, unless you want to do anything else on your turn, Jared. All right. For what you said before, after I, after I blew that blew that first one away, that there was there was another one that was coming up effectively that I could see coming. Yeah, a little bit on your left. It would be on Thandor's right, and probably about. Um, yeah, he would need to move on his next turn, so he's probably about sixty feet away. It's time for me to introduce myself to him. So, uh, twenty-two hits. Twenty-two does hit. Okay, let's put some damage into him. Nice. <laughs> I'll let you give the number because I'm sure there's a hopefully a bonus that goes with that one. Well, you see, there's five and there's still the fire damage. So hold on there a second. I mean, it, it's just, you know, it's it's embarrassing, but not completely. So basically, you just said one of those. Hey, check this out. OK, don't don't look. <laughs> All right. OK, with with the fire, with the six points of fire damage makes it 11, which is respectable. But, you know, you know he lurches uh, backwards a little bit before continuing forward. And now, you know, um, you know the, the, the scraps of clothing it has on are on fire. All right. Again, the, the, the burning, the, you know, I continue to use these people's source of illumination as well as target practice. Does that enhance anything else I see in the room? Um, you know, you can now see, you know, a little bit better that's tucked behind, you know, he's probably a few feet, you know, back behind another one that was coming up, you know, the middle as well. Just so guys, you see him doesn't mean I have a good way to aim at him. Yet. Yeah, no, he, he's probably got three quarters cover behind the ghoul. All right. Okay. Well, I'm just basically, I'm going to stand my ground and just uh, knock the next arrow and that's it. All right. Fezzik. So how far back is that priest now? They're slowly moving their way up, so I'd say 50 feet, so that if you got a little closer, they, they would be within spell range as well as... They're already in bow range. Right. I know. They're just not... For what? But, you know, you would be attacking him at disadvantage because he's got the ghoul in front of him. Right. So, actually, I'm just going to go for the ghoul. Okay. Um... Eh. I'll try to hit him. What the heck? Oh, well, yeah, maybe I should just go for the ghoul. So, <laughs> seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. you see your, your arrow kind of clatter off the floor nearby, um, but, you know, harmlessly, it, it just, you know, slides across the floor of the rocky floor. Maybe. That's right. <laughs> I just need to get but 20 But you distracted him. That's all. All right, um, Corrin. All right, so... Um, They, how many of these things are burning? Um, well, I guess even the one that's dead is technically still burning. Um, so two. <laughs> but one of them has not been moving for at least 12 seconds. Okay, actually, you know what? Never mind. That's not going to work. Okay, so I am going to go into bear form. Um, All right. And I am just going to barrel straight at that middle ghoul that the druid or the cleric is hiding behind. You, well, no, you still had one in front of you that you would take a uh, um, an opportunity attack opportunity attack from if you went after him. So, you know what? I'll go ahead and take the opportunity attack. I'm going to bum rush the the ghoul and the and the cleric. 
Okay, so it claws at you. Does an 11 hit? Um, I do not believe it does. Um, hold on, fair form, fair form. Oh, actually, no, it does. 11 does hit. Okay. You take eight slashing damage. Okay, no worries. Alrighty. Okay, so yeah, now you're able to roll your attack and, you know, so I guess you're going to go diving straight at the cleric. I'm going to... Yeah, because they're past me and moving in on the party, right? Yep. All right, then yeah, I'm going to come at them from behind and attack them from behind and go straight to the cleric. All right, roll an attack. All right. All right. Um, So my multi-attack, my bite first. Um, And that's a 14. I'm assuming that misses. No, it actually hits. Oh, it does. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's only got that the, the the you know that leather vest on. Okay, so bite is one d four plus uh, four. You can answer a question for really us. Does he taste like chicken? I will answer that for you when I can speak English again. <laughs> uh, so that would be um, eleven points of damage for the first hit. Um, and then I am going to rake him over with the claws for an 18, which is a hit. Um, yep. So give me a, uh, give me the damage. Uh, and that one is an additional 12 points of damage on top of the 11. So total 23. Now he has a, a grizzly bear, like, standing behind him. Yep. <laughs> so, all right, you know, and that, you know, is that the end of your turn? That is the end of my turn. All right, so he is going to use his turn. You know, you, he kind of disengages from you and, you know, takes off. Attack of opportunity. Uh, well, unfortunately, he's disengaging. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's actually using the disengage action, which I think, you know, allows him not to draw the attack of opportunity. Yes, but that consumes his action, so he can still move. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, he's going to move away 30 feet kind of off to, his, you know, I guess it would be your left, his right. Go for it. Run away, little prey. Run away. Okay. Um, so that that was his turn, was, you know, kind of moving away. So, yeah, he's recovering from that. Sandor, it's your turn now. How far is that cleric from me? Uh, he just moved 30 feet additionally away, so he's about 50, 60 feet. Did he move to the, did he move to the left or right? Still out of range. Um, he moved to the, you know, your left, his right, at an angle away. So he didn't quite get 30 feet away from you. He made 30 feet of angular distance, which puts him further away from uh, Thandor, but probably only about 25 or so feet away. From- okay. Is there, what is the closest in range to me? Um, probably the one that um, had the opportunity attack on um, Corrin just a minute ago. He's probably only about 40 or 50 feet away at this point. Mm, not going to make it there. And there's something coming towards Marcus and I, or has that one been dispatched? Um, that was the one that, you know, I guess, yeah, there is another one that's coming towards you that the uh, cleric was hiding behind. Well, then I will use a, um, well, actually, the cleric's 50 feet away, you said? Yeah, uh, 50 to 60. So, yeah, if you could step up to... I'll use, I'll use, up, I, 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 I got 60 feet range on this. I'll use 60 feet, uh, sacred, okay. sacred flame and cantrip on it. Um... Dex is a 16. He rolls a total of six, so he fails. <laughs> 2d8 damage. The damage is six. All right, so 
radiant radiant damage. And he's lit up for the whole world to see. Yep. <laughs> so Corrin, the one that you know that took the opportunity attack, it's going to uh, try to attack you with its claw. Does a fourteen hit? Yes. Okay, yep. so you take yep. eleven additional slashing damage. Okay. Sandor, the one that you know, the one that was coming towards you continues to come forward. You he probably closes uh, thirty feet in this round. So you know he's getting up on top of you, but not quite there yet. Bezik, the one that you're engaged, you know you're engaged with. Is it one or two? It's technically two. I mean, I was going for the cleric on the last round, but I've hit that one ghoul twice. Okay, yeah, because the one that you've hit, you know, twice is now moving up on you two rounds. So, yeah, he's he's on top of you enough. He's going to attack you with his claws. Does a 22 hit? It does. It You do, you take 17 slashing Ouch. damage. Right? These things hurt, guys. Yeah, the other one continues to move, you know, and it's moving past you, um, heading, heading towards Thandor. Marcus's turn. He is going to cure wounds on himself real quick because he's still, you know, hurting from the damage that was done by being petrified. Jarek, what would you like to do? You got your crossbow out. Uh, I have it out. But, uh, uh, how far am I from? Uh... You're probably only about 10, 15 feet from the one that's closing on you and Thandor. Okay. And uh, is Thandor between me and him, or? Thandor's probably about five feet behind you and to the right of you. Then I, I will go ahead and do the crossbow. Okay. Ten is a miss. You see the uh, arrow kind of go swooshing past its head. Um, now it's your turn, Stanton. Okay. All right. Well, real quick, my, my, my children are trying to sign on the podcast. So point them, is, is episode eight, do I start showing up? Episode... Uh, Ooh, yeah, this would be a good factoid for, for the... Right. Uh, so let me see. You show up at... Uh, it's not Breakfast of Champions. That's where Anton shows up. So yeah, it would be Mandor Rising would be the first one that you appear in. And what number? Is that episode eight? It is It is episode eight. Even though, even though I'm arriving late in the podcast, Steve, folks, I am here. So that being said, uh, this time I actually remember that I do, in fact, get extra attacks. So I'm going to remember to take advantage of it. So... Uh, Thandor very nicely lit the target up for me on one side, but there's also a target I've been shooting at. So let me finish the target off I'm shooting at first. So let me start there. Okay. I think a 26 safely hits. Um, 26 does safely hit. Okay. Give me some damage. And I, you know, you're hitting that, yeah, um, the same ghoul that you've been attacking before. Yes, until you tell me he's he slumped on the floor and burning compared to just simply burning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, am I at this point as he passes HP maximum? Yes, he is. I hit him before, so yep. colossal, colossal slayer damage. Yeah, give me give me the total, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you've killed him. <laughs> Unless you roll two ones. Now, according to this, I rolled a six, but I can't tell because the dice rolled under the. The descriptive bar for beyond 20 so you can't see the second dice uh so that's six damage and of course there's a flame dice so okay well tell him tell me how you know tell me how he dies that was oh, once, once, once again I, I put the two i put the two burning arrows together the flames connect the flames continue to sizzle yet again like a beautiful roman candle burning out of existence um lighting lighting the room up and giving me the opportunity to go see what else is in the room um so now I'm going to make my extra attack, and I'm going to look at if, from where I am, 
the, the where Thandor lit up. That's the cleric, or is that the is that the ghoul the cleric is hiding behind? Um, no, it's actually one a little bit to the right, or I guess yeah, yeah, to the right of that one. It's the original one Thandor hit with. Um, oh, what did you hit it with, Thandor? It was yeah, was that the yeah the? I use I use sacred flame. Sacred flame. Uh, okay, yeah. it's a it's a radiant. Yeah. All right, well, there, all right, well, then I'm just going to, I'll lock on that one then. So let me go ahead and hit that one. Well, all right, 23 is going to hit for sure, correct? Uh, 23 does hit for sure. Yes, they right. only have 12 uh, AC. Okay, now in this case, is that person taking damage before? No, this, you know, we just, after, you know, kind of crawling through, I figured out he's ghoul six. <laughs> so it's so nine points of damage and then flame and then flame arrow. Yep. We'll add just a point more damage but again he's starting to burn right. okay so, yep. so that's so another ghoul I, i'm aiming at okay i've used at this point i've used both attacks so basically i'm going to stand my ground knock the arrow and let and continue throwing my son in the fact that i show up in episode eight so yep <laughs> so yeah there's four ghouls left all of them have taken damage at this point of course yeah the priest is is uh you know he's booking it out um i assume followed by corn which, you know, uh, you can think about that for a second while Fezzik, you know, uh, it's your turn. So I am going to drop my longbow and pull out my short swords and take a whack at okay. the guy that whacked at me. <laughs> All right. Yep, yep. I am not happy with him. No, you probably wouldn't be. Smells bad, too. <laughs> so the first one missed with a seven, but the second one was a 24. That is a hit. Five points of damage. Is that it for your turn? I believe that's it. All right, uh, Corin, it's your turn. You uh, are Jason you Maul. Know, hovering. Jason Mall. Jason Mall. Okay, so yeah, you close the distance and uh, you roll me an attack. Uh, two. First attack is uh, that's a six. So uh, yeah, yeah, he kind of seems to you know dodge out of the way. All right, uh, the second attack. Second attack is a 19. 19 is a hit. All right, that's the claw attack. So uh, that is nine points of damage. I'm assuming it crosses back. So he should be up to 20 or 32 points at this point. Got him at 38. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's you know, not happy about that, but it's his turn. He pulls out an orb. And please make a charisma saving throw. Oh, this is fun. Yeah. Uh, that would be a seven. So you, you find yourself transported to a different plane of existence than the one you were just previously on. Um, you know, this, what's around you does not look like where you were. Yeah, so the rest of you see Corrin disappear and you see the uh, um, cleric, you know, start to book it. He's running away from you all. <laughs> and, you know, especially now that Corrin's gone, you know, that, that's probably the more concerning of the two things than him trying to book it out. Okay. <laughs> Not a lot I can do. I, w I was engaged with it, but I can cast... Could I cast a spell? Oh, okay, yeah, you were. Yeah, um... Do you have Warcaster? Do I have Warcaster or do not? No. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, you can only take an opportunity attack as, as he leaves your space. That's right. Yep. I will take him next time. 
he's not far enough away from my reach yet. I believe, actually, Thandor, it is your turn. Guiding bolts, 120 feet. Okay, roll your attack. Hit, 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 hit. 14. So, yeah, you see, you see, yeah, 14's enough to hit. Oh, good. Yeah, he's only got a 12 armor class. You know, he's got that hide armor Vesta. <laughs> he takes, oh, geez, really? Eight points of damage on 46? You know, he, he's you know, looking about halfway <laughs> down from there. A little bit more than halfway from where he started. Let's see, the ghouls. Uh, um, you know, Fezzik, the one that's on you, is going to attack you with a claw. An 11, I assume, misses. Correct, that misses. Okay. Um, Sanjay, you know, Cherik's got one coming up on him. Um, 25, I assume, hits. He crits on you for, um, you take 25 damage. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 24. Well, you should still be on your feet, right? <laughs> or are you down, Jarek? I'm down. You're down? Okay, so yeah, I guess, yeah, he gets, to make, he, gets, he gets to make his first death save though, right? As soon as he goes down, right? Well, let's say that anyway, it's my game. <laughs> Go ahead and make a death save, roll 1d20. And in fact, actually, it was your turn next anyway. So, <laughs> you know, make two death saves. Yeah, just to see where you're at. Thank you. Okay, so you made one. Yeah, so that's one sort of success. Yeah. What's the second one? Yeah. Eight. Eight. Okay, that's one success, one fail. And Stanton, it's your turn. From what I see in front of me, then, is basically I, the, the first two, the first two rules are gone. The third one. Third one's taken a heavy amount of damage. Um, the others seem to have taken moderate to heavy damage, and and you know, of course, your friend the cleric is trying to scoot out the back, which you can see him. Um, you know, even though he's in theory with, with a because uh... he's heading toward towards the glow of the 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 uh, um, statue, so he's silhouetted. Again, with a range of 600 feet, I got a sh I got a shot. Why not? All right. Well, then the, I'm then I'm going to take a shot at the at the at the, cle at, at the running cleric. Okay. Yep. So um, yeah, take your shot. Here we go. Uh, has he already taken damage? He has taken a severe amount of damage. Okay. That's the roll then. Here we go. Yeah, I thought it was at half, but it's worse than that. Fifteen. Fifteen is a hit. Roll me some damage. All right. Okay. 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 This is weird because all right. Nine damage. All right. Tell me how. I... Yeah. I guess well, it's either fifteen, eight, or nine, depending upon how you're reading the screen here. But this is before fire damage. You're telling me. All right. So tell me how he dies. Yeah. Tell me how he dies because yeah, he only had you know six points. Well, like the coward that he is, the arrow is sticking out of his back, and the flames are burning him. You know. It, in, into you know the crispiest leather-covered churro in the marketplace, and he's gone. All right. At the same time that he drops, you see the other ghouls that uh, you know were were moving forward. They drop to the ground. had an opportunity to be thankful so now it's time for us to think about giving this coming tuesday is giving tuesday so please 
Go out and support a cause you care about. Why? Because we want to make the world we live in a better place. The way we do that is by supporting the organizations and and causes that we care about. So please, think about giving on Giving Tuesday. Leaders and Legacies is a 5e real play podcast. We are not affiliated with the Boy Scouts of America or Wizards of the Coast. Opinions expressed here are solely our own. Music and sound effects are licensed from soundstripe.com. Images are licensed from shutterstock.com. Logo art by Catherine Evans. If you would like to support us, we would love to have you visit us at leadersandlegacy.com or follow us on Twitter at Leaders and Legacy. We would absolutely love for you to leave us a five-star rating on your favorite pod-catching service, such as Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher. Um, You also may support us by joining in and getting yourself a nice Leaders and Legacies hoodie in our fundraising campaign where we're raising money to support others in the D&D RPG community by purchasing art and other things from members of our growing community. And never forget to remember... At first I thought you were going for Landshark, but... (laughs)